Hello, good to see you. It's good to be back in London. It's a bit of a shock to the system. I, I was born here in London. I'm, I'm a Londoner. I am from around these parts. I was born in Peckham, just over the way. <laughs> Peckham. Also, uh, Blenheim Grove in Peckham. Yeah, that's where I was, I was born there. I, recently, we've been living in Norfolk. Bit of a shock. I mean, coming back this afternoon, um, Tom Tom brought me up. Camden High Street on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> There's more people in Camden High Street on a Sunday afternoon than in the whole of Norfolk <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> it's fun, but it's great, really good to be here. Um, by the way, I, I just, I love, I really, I, I mean, I love being here on a Sunday afternoon. Your, your worship, the songs you sing are brilliant. Where did that song come from? You, you, you buried all my debt. Oh my, that lovely line. What was it? Je- Jesus, you saved me. Burying all my... What is it? What's the line? Burying all my... Oh my where did that song come from? I mean, brilliant. Love it. I mean, you can't be... What I love about it, you can't be in this place more than five minutes on a Sunday afternoon without hearing the whole gospel one way or another. That's great, isn't it? You just... You hear about Jesus, you hear about what... That's, it's brilliant. It's absolutely great. And it's good to be back. Actually, something's happened in my life since we were here last January. I've become a granddad. <laughs> yes. And uh, if you ask me nicely, I might show you a picture of Annabelle, which I just happen to have on my phone here. <laughs> I love it. I, yeah, I'm, I'm married to a grandma now, and that's pretty special. And um, <laughs> it's so uh, we love family. I didn't, I didn't quite know I'd be as bonkers as this. I love it. I just want to, you know, I can't wait. She won't open her eyes. At the moment, I mean, uh, she, you know, you tickle her, you prod her, she won't open her eyes. I don't know why it is. She was five weeks premature, but maybe that's what it was. But so, um, yeah, we're enjoying life in Norfolk and in Norwich, and it's it's great getting to know Steph more and more, working together in training, been brilliant. And several of you coming up to Norwich for training, it's been great meeting you, getting to know you, having some of you in our home. And any others of you thinking about it, come on, lead. It's great. We have fun together, and it'll be good to see you. I want to speak this afternoon about, um, just thinking of you, of you as a church, seven years in, um, I want to speak about authentic church. Um, because, you know, if things aren't authentic, they can be disappointing, right? I have a, uh, a very fine, not this one, Omega watch. That's very, it's a really nice little thin watch. And uh, I know it says Omega on the thing, it's great. Uh, and I bought this thing with great expectation. I parted with uh, £2.50, roundabout, um, for this watch. Uh, I was in, in a market in Beijing. I mean, you know, it, it seemed okay. And it said Omega. So I bought this watch, and um, uh, I, I hadn't had it very long. I'm more down the road, and I suddenly realised that the sign could not quite right with it. Because, like, when the big hand's on the 12, the little hand is in between 4 and 5. So I'm thinking that, that, you know, this doesn't seem like... Uh, uh, maybe it's not an Omega. Surprise, surprise. Um, and then, even worse, when the, little, when, the, when the big hand got round to the quarter part, the box where the date is, it, it, it got stuck on the date window. <laughs> so that salesman did a good job, right? You know, had to sell it within about 15 minutes before it got to quarter past. So, but when you buy something, when you've got something that's not authentic, it's, it's a bit disappointing, Right? 
And, and I, I want to speak about authentic church. Just hold a plumb line a little for us this afternoon to just gauge, hang on, what is it all about? Why are we here? What, what makes what we're doing authentic? That's where I want to go this afternoon. And, you know, and, and in fact, not just sort of just passing scrutiny, but a bit better than that. And if you know your, 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 the Bible a little bit, you, you'll know that uh, in, the, in Paul's letters in the New Testament, there's, um, uh, in some of the letters he's, he's kind of having to correct and adjust and he can speak a bit kind of, oh, you know, change this, change that. But there's one book, there's one church that, that Paul really kind of rates quite highly and he speaks very warmly of it, and that's the, the church in Philippi. He, he, he commends them a lot, he speaks very positively about them. And, and so I thought, well, let, let's start there this afternoon and see what... what what, when Paul thought of that church, what did he think about? What, what was in his mind when he was thinking about that church that so kind of delighted him that he, he tended to feel, good job, good, good church. So if, you, if you've got your Bibles, I'm going to read from Philippians chapter 1, verse 1 to 11, just a few verses from there, and we'll, we'll dive in, okay? So here we go, Philippians 1 and chapter 1. Paul and Timothy, servants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Jesus Christ who are at Philippi, with the overseers and the deacons, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you guys, always. In every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy because of my, your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. And it's right for me to feel this way about you all because I, I hold you in my heart. You are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defence and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ. And it's my prayer for you that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment so that you may approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Father, please help us this afternoon. Please speak to us. Lord, thank you. Your word is, is alive. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are alive. And I just pray that you would warm our hearts with your word and give us some helpful direction in our journey with you this afternoon, I pray. In Jesus' name. Well, I think when, when Paul actually was in prison when he was writing this letter, we think probably in Rome, um, and I think when he, when he obviously, you, as you just heard, when he thought of his church, he says, every time I think about you, it just brings a smile to my face. It, 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 it just, it does. It, it brings a smile to my face when I think about you guys in Philippi. And I wonder what it was that he remembered about being there, those early days, what it was that came to mind and made him smile. And there's a few hallmarks that I think we can see. The first hallmark, I think, I think he would have, he would have remembered um, surprising encounters. When that church was born, when that church was a, a brand new church plant, there were some surprising encounters. They had some great stories in that church. 
you, you can read about it in Acts chapter 16. Uh, Paul had just turned up there, and uh, the, the first person to, uh, uh, to, 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 to become part of that church was some, a, a woman called Lydia. Um, and uh, it, 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 the story, you can read about it in Acts chapter 16 that there's Paul went to uh, down by, by the river where some people met, some, some seekers were meeting, and, uh, uh, and uh, God just opened her heart. As Paul was speaking about Jesus, her heart was open. So she, she would be remembering that day. She'd look back to that day. Do you know what? I went down to the river that day to that bunch of people, and uh, uh, you know, we, we, a debate would genuinely be going on down there. And, and, uh, and, this, and Paul came along, and, and he just started talking about Jesus. He just started opening the scriptures to show how, how, how Jesus was, was, was the one who was coming, who came to die for our sins and who, who, who's bringing us back into a relationship with God. And, and as he was speaking, do you know what? I just got it. The, the scripture says, her, the Lord opened her heart to the words Paul was speaking. She just got it. She had an encounter with Jesus, day one of the church plant. She had a wonderful encounter with Jesus. And in fact, she, she got very excited. She invited everyone back to her home and they had a party in her home. So, a surprising encounter. And then, a little bit later on, there's, there's another guy. There's a, a prison warder has a surprising encounter. Now, this guy, he was supposed to be looking after Paul and, and Silas. And if you heard his story, it would go a bit like this. Well, you know, these troublemakers, they, 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 they were sent down to the prison and we were ordered to, to, uh, to, to, to beat them a bit. They, 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 they'd been causing riots in the city. They were speaking about Jesus or something. And so, we gave them a bit of a going over. We locked them away in the cells. And uh, I was hoping for a quiet night. And blow it. I, you know, we, we, there they are in the cells, and, and they're, they're happy as Larry. They're, they're singing songs, and it's midnight, and they've just been beaten up. What is going on? So there they were, singing away in the cells, and I'm trying to get some shut-eye. Next thing I know, there's an earthquake, and all the doors are swinging on their hinges. And I mean, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, this is curtains for me. I, I, I'm, the, I'm, I'm the prison warder. The, the doors are all open. I'm just about to, to, to do the honourable thing and fall on my sword. And, and you wouldn't believe it. These guys, Paul and Silas, they're sitting in their cell and, and, and they're, they haven't run, done a runner. They're sitting there and they want to tell me about Jesus. And so I said to them, well, well you know, what is it you've got? Because I want some of that. Singing when you've been beaten up locked in prison, what have you got? And uh, his story would be, I, I, I got to know Jesus that night. And I, I, and I went home, I got all the family around, and, 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 and Paul told them all about Jesus. We all got baptised that night, and we had a party. That, that's what happened. They had some great stories. That's the, that's the hallmark of, an, of authentic church. Some great stories. I've been looking at your website. And there's some great stories on your website. I can't remember the names of the people. But hey, it's, it's great to see a church that's got great, that's got great stories. I want to be part of a, a church that's got great stories about people who get to know Jesus. Who, that, 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 that moment when it just, like it said about Lydia, the lights go on. Heart, we just get it. Yeah, Jesus died for me, and he's alive, and I can know him. 
That's what I love about baptisms. Do, how do you manage to do baptisms here? Do you do it here or do you go find a swimming pool somewhere? Do you do that? Anyway, I love it. We had a guy, a guy was baptised a while ago. He's been coming along with his wife for, oh, years. He's a, he's a very cool bass player. Um, by the way, I love... And I mustn't talk about your musicians. Great. Anyway, um, he's, a very, he's a very cool bass player. Uh, here's Matt. And he, came, he used to be came along for, for ages and ages. And then... Uh, Suddenly, he's getting baptised, and he, he's, he got up and said, I've been coming here for years, and I've heard all about Jesus and things, but and I never really got it. Well, do you know what? About four weeks ago, I got it. I, really, I got it! And so I want to be baptised. So he said, great, get baptised. And it, it, folks, stories. It, that, that's a hallmark of a, of, of a church that's, that's, that's alive. There's fresh stories of encounters with Jesus, because that's what it's all about. Encounters with Jesus, people coming to understand that it's getting to know to know Jesus. The second um, hallmark, I think, when, when Paul thought of this church, and it would be the second hallmark would be this surprising joy. This church, I mean, there was joy in this church. It, it was a happy place to be. Not that it was easy, because it wasn't easy in Philippi. As soon as the church plan started, there was opposition. They had a hard time. And as you heard, they got, they got beaten up and put in prison because they were they, they, they were really wanted in the neighbourhood. It wasn't that it was easy, but as we heard, as I said earlier on, there, there's Paul and Silas in the prison at midnight, and they're singing. They're 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 worshiping Jesus. There's joy in the place. There's something special going on here. In fact, this, this letter is often called the Epistle of Joy because the reference to joy comes up about 16 times going through here. In fact, this, this book's got more of your favourite verses in than perhaps any other book in the New Testament. Uh, which, what's the joy verse in here, in, this, in Philippians? Rejoice, rejoice in the Lord. Always, again, in case you didn't get it the first time, again I say rejoice. There's a, it, there's, there's a lot of joy in, in here. But it was joy in the context of difficulties. It, it wasn't an easy place to plant a church in that city of Philippi. But they had surprising joy there. And so you think, well, well, how does that work? What is going on here? Where does this surprising joy come from? Well, actually Paul gives us a clue a little bit later on in chapter 3, verse 1. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord again. Always, again, I say rejoice. I rejoice in the Lord greatly. That's what it is. This joy is in Jesus. It's in the Lord. It's, it's his joy. It's surprising joy. That's, that's what these guys were enjoying. And uh, so they had, they had this joy that was that, that was kind of a it, it wasn't a, a kind of a um, it wasn't just a, a shallow joy a kind of here today gone tomorrow it was that kind of joy that 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 isn't that, that doesn't get extinguished by by prison or by persecutions or by the pressure cooker of life there was kind of a a robust joy in their relationship with Jesus that was surprising. And that's a hallmark of authentic church. There should be joy in the place because there's joy in 
knowing Jesus. I'm going to say, it's, please, it's not a shallow, oh, you haven't seen anything of life kind of joy. It's a joy that works in prison, in persecution, and in the pressure cooker of life. It's authentic joy, because it's, it's this joy that comes through knowing Jesus. In fact, there's a, there's a great, uh, uh, a, 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 a great uh, quote here. Um, Dr. Martin Lloyd-Jones says this, The thing that was so obvious about the New Testament Christians was their spirit of joy and happiness and assurance, their confidence. They were so certain that they were ready to be thrown to the lions in the arena. Folks, it's joy that comes from knowing Jesus. It's a joy that comes from knowing that, that he has, has t- dealt with all the, 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 all, all, all the stuff you ever did. He's, he's brought you into a relationship with your father, your heavenly father. And it's a joy that, 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 that's based on the fact that you know that your life and your future is secure in your relationship with him. It's, it's surprising joy. I'm always amused when people say to me, you know, what, what kind of church is, yours, is Kings in Norwich? Is it, oh, it's not one of those happy, clappy places, is it? And I think, well, what would you like it to be? Would you like it to be, you know, something else, sombre and miserable? Which, of course, is a lot of people's perception of what Jesus followers or Christians are, are like. But Martin Lloyd Jones says, if you look at the New Testament, the spirit of joy and happiness assures, even in tough times, a joy that just transformed the ordinary stuff of life into something special because you're living for Jesus now. So, surprising joy that comes from knowing Jesus. It is special. And, of course, Paul gives his, his testimony. Um, in chapter chapter three, his story, and uh, I'll read from the message because it just sort of makes it very much alive. You know my pedigree, legitimate birth, circumcised on the eighth day. I'm an Israelite from the elite tribe of Benjamin, even to the point of persecuting the church. I used to persecute the church. The very credentials people are waving around as something special, I'm tearing up and throwing out with the trash, along with everything else I used to take credit for. Why? Because of Christ Jesus. Yes, all the things I once thought were so important are gone from my life. Compared to the high privilege of knowing Christ Jesus as my master firsthand, everything I once thought I had going for me is insignificant. Dog dung. I've dumped it in the trash so that I could embrace Christ and be embraced by him. I didn't want some petty, inferior brand of righteousness that comes from keeping a list of rules, ticking boxes, when I could get this robust kind that comes from trusting Christ. I gave up all that inferior stuff so I could know Christ personally, experience his resurrection power, be a partner in his suffering, and go all the way with him to death itself. If there was any way to get in on the resurrection of the dead, I wanted it. I wanted this new life in Christ, says Paul. That's his story. And that brings surprising joy. He, it, it's like so, it's something very precious that, that becomes the focus of our life. So surprising joy, I think, is a mark of, of authentic church. And I love, I love your worship here. Love it. I love the exuberance, the life, the joy. It's beautiful. Don't lose your joy. Even in the pressure cooker of life. Living in, it, it, where you're living here, it's not always easy, is it? Just like in Philippi, it's not easy. 
we're, we're increasingly kind of counterculture as followers of Jesus. And we can, it, 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 it's not always easy. But in following Jesus, in knowing Jesus, if, we're, if we've got the authentic thing, there's, there's surprising joy. There's surprising joy that works in prison, in persecution, in the pressure cooker. So, surprising joy. Third hallmark. Um, oh, I, I, I want to say, I, uh, yeah, let's keep going, keep moving. Um, the, the next hallmark here, it, when Paul thought about uh, this church, I think was um, uh, surprising friendships. Surprising friendships. There's something very special right from the start. The, this church, these people in the church, they, they, they opened up their homes to one another. They were all different sorts of people. There's Lydia, she's like a professional, she's got a business, she's into fabrics and stuff like that. There's the jailer and his family, and they're, they're kind of, they're, I mean, where else would these kind of people come together? But there they are, and they're opening their homes up to each other. You can read about it, Acts 16, uh, Lydia, she said, if you've judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. She prevailed on us. She wouldn't let us go. She took us back for cake. She took us into her, ho- into her home. She prevailed upon us. The jailer, the, the prison guy when he got saved he says uh, uh, he, he took them the same hour of the night washed their wounds because they'd been beaten up he was baptised he and all his family then he brought them up into his house and he set food before them I, you know, I, I should have had authentic church means food I should have put that up as well but folks this is surprising friendships I think this is the church is like this people that you'd never think of, of mixing normally where else would this, this, this kind of mix of people come together but in Christ, in knowing Jesus, that, ha- that stuff happens. And it's special. It's very special. When, when Angie and I were, we, 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 we were out in, um, in Dubai, uh, f- f- uh, help working with the church there quite a bit uh, some years ago, and uh, if you know anything about that culture, you, you'll know it's, it's very, you know, you've got to know your place there. Uh, locals and then Western professionals and it goes, I, I won't go into it all, but you, 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 there's a real pecking order of, of where you fit in terms of where you come from and things like that. And, and right there, in that place, it's, it, it's, it was so precious, so beautiful being part of a church where there's MDs and maids, maids next to each other, breaking bread together, people with loads, people with nothing, it, it, right in the middle of that culture, this beautiful, beautiful church. Uh, they, kept, they kept being too successful, you know, they get moved because there were too, too many of them making too much noise in the hotel. Oh, quick, you have to go find another place to meet. But it was beautiful, just... That's, this is the body of Christ. This is the beauty. This is Hallmark, hanging a plumb line up. I'm just hanging a plumb line up this afternoon. This is authentic church that... Surprising friendships, people opening their homes. I'm sure their homes are a bit different, you know. Lydia, the professional lady, and the jailer with her. But they're, they're just opening their homes because they something's happened to their lives, and they're, they're they're one family in Christ. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's special. I, I'm sure Paul would think of that and go, oh, beautiful, beautiful. In fact, this word, you know, it's speaking of friendship. It, um, 
it, 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 there's another word that comes into play in this, this, this gospel, and it, and it comes there in verse 3 to 5, where Paul speaks about their partnership in the gospel. And that's a word uh, uh, we sometimes it, it translated fellowship. It sounds a bit of res- a kind of a religious word, doesn't it? Fellowship, um, or it, it, koinonia. Fellowship, it's... Uh, it, it, it really it means going together. It means partners in, in an adventure, and that, that's what we are. We haven't just got friendships; we've got more than that. We've got we're we're we're, we're in an adventure together. Think band of brothers. Who likes that? Is that is that great? I was also, I mean the music. Just start with the music. I mean, you know that gets me going. Wonderful music. But the, these guys from different backgrounds and so on, and they're thrown together, and they're, 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 they're it's sort of shoulder to shoulder going through stuff, and that that does something to you when you're doing that. And that's what fellowship is. As as followers of Jesus, we're, we we're, and it's 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 not just ordinary fellowship you get in band of brothers. It's a fellowship of the, the Holy Spirit in our lives, and and this is authentic church that, that there's a going together. We don't just sit in our little seat and uh, you know once a week hello hello and off we go. It's, no no this is, this is life. This is we're going together in something. Our, our lives have been changed. Why? Because we're we're following Jesus now. That's what, well, that's what a Christian is, isn't it? I, 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 you know, I almost, please get me right on this, I almost don't like the, the word Christian. <clears throat> what am I saying? Because when you say, I'm a Christian, it's, you, you could think, oh, I subscribe to certain beliefs. But I would rather say, I'm a follower of Jesus. Do you understand? Because that's what a, a Christ one is. They were first, full, call, uh, first called followers of the way. Because Jesus said, follow me. So there's that dynamic of being a Jesus follower that is, is authentic. Do you get what I'm saying? Of course, I like the word Christian's great. It was actually a nickname in the first instance, the Christ ones. You can't stop talking about Jesus. But they're, they're followers of Jesus. So uh, that's what's happened to us now. We're not just saying, yes, I believe this, yes, I believe that. I'll go for an hour on a Sunday, yes, lovely. No, 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 no. We're followers of Jesus. And we're part of the family of God. And so the surprising friendships that are very special. And I, I just, I'm so grateful to God for the, the friends that I've been building with in Norwich. We've had a wonderful journey these last 25 years. We, we, oh, we, we've had such a wonderful journey. Um, shared our lives with folks. We've, 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 we've weeped, we've prayed, we've laughed. We'd, we've, we've just, such one, one, beautiful. Folks, this is the family of God. It's not... As you know, it's not a weekend activity. It's a lifetime adventure together. This is authentic church. So surprising friendships, uh, I think, are, are, are part of that plumb line. Um, when I was preparing this, I was thinking of uh, Fellowship of the Ring. Do you know Tolkien's Fellowship of the Ring? Do you know, I mean, what a mixed bag they were. You know, there's a few hobbits with big hairy feet and no. Sh- well, I don't know where shoes. I don't know. Maybe can't be getting big enough. But there's, there's hobbits with you know, Frodo Baggins and I can't remember the names. And uh, and then who else? There's, there's, there's those warrior guys that always look like they want to go into battle tomorrow. You know, and and they're looking a bit bit rough around the edges. And and there's a wizard. And uh, I wonder, uh, oh Gimli, that the axe wielding Gimli, that he's a real crazy guy, isn't he? He's in the mix too. And this weird bunch of people. They're, but they're on this adventure again. Now, of course, that's not the church. Please don't ever use that as an illustration of the church. But you know what I'm saying. This, uh, no, I've just blown that, haven't I? But, <laughs> but 
but do, do you know what I'm saying? Uh, the, the, let's, let's, stick, let's stick with the prophet, you know, the, the, the Philippi and the Lydia and the whatever. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful diversity in the family of God is, is, is just special. You don't get it anywhere else. You don't get it at the golf club. It's lovely in the family of God. So, surprising friendships, okay? Um, where are we going? Oh, I've got... I, okay. Um, another one. Surprising generosity. That was actually one of the reasons Paul's writing this letter. He's writing this letter to say, folks, I'm so grateful. You've, you know, when, when everyone else f- forgot about me and I'm just going for, just serving Jesus, going for it city to city. And, when, and of course, if you're in a prison, if you're in a Roman jail, uh, you, there were no meals provided, you know. Um, they were pretty rough places. You needed friends who'd come and, and, provo- and, and, and serve you. And, and so from Philippi, they'd sent um, servants, that said, sent uh, someone to go and help, to, 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 to wait on Paul, and, and just so he didn't die in prison. And, and he, he thanked them for their, for their generosity. And this, this, this beautiful church, they, 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 they wanted to be part of this apostolic adventure, seeing churches planted, Paul going into Rome, to see a church planted there. It, 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 he, he, they wanted to be a part of it, and so they 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 they, they, they gave generously. Um, in fact, there's a there's a chapter four and verse fourteen. He says, "It was kind of you to share my trouble, you Philippians yourselves. You know that in the beginning of the gospel, when I left Macedonia, no church, no other church entered into partnership with me in giving and receiving. Only you guys." Not that I seek a gift, but I I seek the fruit that increases to your credit. I've received full full payment and more. I'm well supplied, having received from Epaphroditus the gift you sent to me, a fragrant offering. And, And I know that my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. He said, I love your generosity. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And this should be, this is a mark of authentic church. Wonderful generosity. I, I, I used to be kind of embarrassed about talking about money. Uh, well, I'm an Englishman, you know. We're a bit like that, aren't we? And um, but we, you know, over the years as we've been gro- doing church in Norwich, I, I've kind of come to realise it's so important. We're, we're living in a culture where, 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 where money rules, right? Money tends to rule. That's that's one, of, perhaps the most the most defining thing about our culture. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a take culture. And there's something. Special that's happening in the lives of Jesus' followers that they become givers rather than takers. Because that's what Jesus did. <laughs> He's given himself for us, right? And so we become givers. It's your gift, you have your gift day today, and I, I want to say, bless you for giving to, to those, the, the wonderful cause of Jesus around the world. And, and on the back of that, my God will provide all your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Surprising generosity. It's beautiful. In fact, Paul wrote to um, the guys in Corinth, urging them to get in on this wonderful thing. Because, you see, when you, when you get into giving and generosity, it breaks the power of materialism in your life, which is a, a big stronghold in our culture, isn't it? And it breaks that, and it, it's beautiful. Something beautiful happens. And so and Paul wrote to Corinth, saying this, We want you to know, brothers about the grace of God being given among the, the giving of the churches in Macedonia, Philippi, uh, in a severe test of, their, of affliction, their abundance of joy, their extreme poverty, have overwhelmed in a wealth of generosity on their part. They gave according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means of their own accord, begging us earnestly for the favour of taking part. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? 
something special. That's so, it's so un the culture of the world around us. It's so, it's so special, giving. Surprising generosity because we've been touched by the greatest gift of all, God's grace to us, undeserved, unmerited in Christ. Yeah? So surprising generosity. Beautiful. And as I, as I close, well, what, so what does Paul then pray for, for this church and for you? What would, what, would I, what would I pray for you in terms of going forward from here? Well, the very next, the next verse, it was a passage I read to you earlier on, verse 9, he says this. He says, I know God's going to complete. He has begun a good work and you is going to complete. Then he says this. It's my prayer. This is my prayer for you. This is my prayer for you. Verse 9. That your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment. I just want, in closing now, I, just, I, want, I want this. This is my prayer for you guys. As you seek to, to be a beautiful Church of Jesus Christ here in Camden. First of all, that your love may abound more and more. Now, really, this is a really interesting verse, this, because it just says that your love may abound. Love for, for what? Love for, love for God or love for, for chocolate, love for people? It just says that you're... Do you see, there's no, there's, there's no noun here. It's just, I want your love to abound more and more. So what, what is, what's going on here? Where, 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 what's he speaking about? There's no object of this love. Well, I think the reason for that is that Paul just wanted these Jesus followers to be so, so full of the love of God, so full of loving God, this whole love that's kind of uh, uh, just transformed them knowing that they're loved by God and still yet being transformed as they, they get to know God better and love him more, that actually he, there's a transformation of life that expresses itself in a, in a love for, uh, for, for, for all kinds of people around them. There's just a whole wonderful explosion of love here going on and it all comes out of their love for the Lord. It, I want your love to abound more and more. J.R. Packer says this in his book, Knowing God. The conviction behind this book, Knowing God, is that ignorance of God, both of his ways and of the practice of communing with him, lies at the root of much of the weakness, much of the, sorry, it lies at the root of much of the church's weakness today so Paul said I want your love to abound more and more how does this thing work how, how does this work love well it, 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 it goes on in the next bit to say that your love we may abound your love may abound more and more with knowledge you see the more you get to know someone that you love the more you love, you get to, to love them, the deeper that love becomes. Does that make sense? It, well, it should do. If you, if you know someone a little bit and you love them, actually, genuine love, it, 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 it's not empty. It, it's, it's built on, on knowledge of love, of, of someone. 
Okay? So Paul's saying, I, I want your love to abound more and more in, in, in knowledge. In other words, I want you to... <laughs> I want you to really know God's love. I want you to know Him. I want you to be to be to, to be deeper in your knowledge of God. I, I want your your love not just to be a, a a shallow thing, but I want your your love to abound more and more in in knowledge, in knowing God, in knowing God. And for Paul, that that's not just kind of. Gnostic Greek kind of, you know, more, knowing more facts. If the, the phrase "knowing God" in an Old Testament uh, a setting means having a relationship with Him. So let me cut to the chase here. How do you do that? How do you get to 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 to, to know God more so that you can love, you can experience this love of God and so on in your life? Well, Paul, Paul tells us somewhere else in two Corinthians four six. He says this: For God, who said, "Let light shine out of darkness," has shone in our hearts to give, listen, the light of the knowledge of the glory of God. Where in the face of Jesus Christ. How do I get to know God more so that I can love God more? It's in the face of Jesus Christ. That, 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 that's how we get to know God. That, that's what the incarnation is, 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 is about. It's about God coming close so we, can, we, get to, oh, we get to understand the whole of scriptures are pointing to Christ. So it's in the face of Jesus Christ. So he's saying, I want your love to abound. abound. I, want you, you to be, to, I want you to know God. I want you to, be, to, to, to really experience his love. I want you to know more about him so that you'll be transformed. And that comes through the face of Jesus Christ having a relationship with Jesus Christ. Does that make sense? He wants you to know him better. Paul's pretty, in other words, he's saying, I want you to know him better. I want you, I want you to know Jesus better. He'll, he leads you to the Father. I don't want you just to have facts in your head. I want you to know Jesus. I want, I want, we, we had Evan um, Rogers with us for a while in Norwich, and, um, he he taught he, he wrote a song and taught us a song. I want to know you better, spirit without measure. I want to know you better. And Paul's, Paul's saying this. Oh, I want you to be transformed by this, that your love may abound with knowledge. Gordon Fee says this: knowing Christ is not some kind of intellectual exercise; it's to live in relationship with Him in such a way that one comes to know Him intimately and to be conformed into his likeness that's what, that's what I want for you that's what I think Paul would say to you wonderful hallmarks of authentic church I want, I want your love to abound and increase I want you to know Jesus better so that you enjoy knowing him and loving him and his love is in you and you're, that's expressing your love for the communities that you're living in and all discernment we won't, well, just to say briefly on that, this, the, the, that word's not used anywhere else in the New Testament, but it's used in the, 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 the Greek version of the Old Testament, and it, 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 it's, it's in Proverbs about 22 times. It's that kind of, in other words, it's that kind of wisdom to do life well. See, when, you love, when you love the Lord, when you love Jesus and know him, it, it, it's, it's wisdom to do life well. Though, I mean, most of us know... You know the big the big things about you know don't murder don't do this but sometimes it's the smaller things. Hey folks, when you when you're following Jesus, when you when you when you're close to Him, when you're enjoying Him, He gives you discernment to do life well. 
And I pray that for you guys, that you'll love the Lord, that you'll enjoy him more and more, that he'll he'll help you to live well where you are. It's not easy living in our culture. How do we do the right thing? Hey, as we follow Jesus, as we get to enjoy him more, as our love for him abounds, as as he brings us to the Father, then it's we get with all discernment insight for living, folks. That that's what I want want for you as a church family. That you grow in the knowledge of the Lord. That you grow in love for Him. That His love invades you. That you're known as people who embrace people from all kinds of backgrounds because the love of the Lord is in you. That His love is abounding in you. And that he gives you discernment to know how to, how to live well as, as, as God's people in this community. That, that's, that's, that's what Paul, I think, is saying to the, to the Philippians here. And I want to bring to you this afternoon. We want to be authentic, right? We want to be authentic Jesus followers. We don't want to be just shallow. We want to be, we, 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 we want to be stretched, increasing in our knowledge of him. A knowledge of the Lord and, be, and, and as we experience his love the wonderful verse in Jude and I'll finish with this it, it says this uh, I think Jude is it 21 um, keep yourselves in the love of God keep yourselves in the love of God such a good place to be enjoying the love of God being transformed by it so that you you, you, you share it with those around you in a minute, I know I'm overshooting a bit, and I know you've got some great stories to tell. We're going to hear some stories. I want to pray for you. Is that okay? Because I, you know, you do well, church. I, 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 I just love to hear stories of what's happening here. I love it. May there be more stories. Let's, we're going to hear stories in a moment. I want to pray for you before we hear stories. Is that okay? Father, I thank you for this authentic church family here. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for the surprising joy the surprising friendships, the surprising generosity. Lord, I want to pray for them. Their love will abound more and more. Their love for the Lord, their love for you, Lord. Their love for one another. Their love for the people of Camden and further afield. Lord, I pray, would you just cause them to be such a surprising community in this place? For the glory of Jesus. Lord, I pray in a culture that is so grabby and so self-centered and so can be so hard at times, I pray, would you make this, make Revelation Church a band of brothers and sisters who love Jesus a lot and they enjoy his love and they just find it the easiest thing in the world to share it with those around them. Lord, bless this church, I pray. May the ripples go out from this place. May the reputation, may the stories. I just pray for, may the stories increase. Lots and lots of wonderful stories of people encountering Jesus. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.